Hey everybody, it's your boy Boogeyman, and we're back with one of my favorite guests of all time. Go ahead and introduce yourself for the lame people that don't know who you are yet, brother. Hey, for those of you that are kind of new here, I am Gaio, the chivalrous chauvinist. I host Sucias are my favorite. We can get into that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm a sucio. I'm a reformed sex addict, and I help people get laid and get into relationships. Need more information than that? Make sure to check out my brother's website, man. And uh, what is Sucios XYZ? Yes, Sucios XYZ. You can uh, at me on Instagram, TikTok, all the good shit. You can even text me if you want. <laughs> yeah, my boy's been drinking, thank God. So we should have a pretty fun <laughs> episode here. <laughs> yeah, I've been having a couple of mimosas. This is my, I, I've had a liter and a half worth of mimosas. So. Jesus. I don't know, yeah. you make me want to grab a beer or something like that. I don't want you to drink alone. I. <laughs> I'm a lightweight anyways, so one was more than enough, but I said, eh, fuck it. I already got the bottle open. Let me finish it. Then I was like, eh, I'm going to just keep the pace going and open up another bottle, so I'm about to finish it off here in a little bit anyways. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, I finally got the, by the way, just, uh, I finally got the internet set up back here, man. I finally went ahead and went in the attic and crawled through that shit, so I finally have good internet back here. Did those links work finally for you, the ones I sent for all the shit? No, so it turns out the uh, the wireless like Wi-Fi booster that I have, mm-hmm. it had a little Ethernet port at the bottom. Oh, awesome! So all I had to do was just buy the cable and just run it. And I got the outdoor one and just ran it all through the house and through the outside, and then hooked it up back here. So now it's fucking gravy, man. Before, like, just kind of give you a thing, I was getting like thirty four megabits per second on uh, download speed. I went to two thirty nine. So oh shit! Yeah, just, night and day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not choppy right now either. And I know, man, this is crazy because normally uh, we usually have problems recording episodes. Yeah. I'd be like waiting for you to stop talking. Like, did he stop? Wait, did he stop? Oh, he did stop. Okay, <laughs> let me talk now that we have a four second gap. Yeah, those awkward like gaps that you got to wait for. And it's like, oh, I got to edit all that shit up now. Gucci great, good, big dog. But I brought you on today to talk about a subject that I've been having conversations with recently, which is random people. Is it important to make your man feel like the man? And uh, I'm going to grab a beer, so why don't you go ahead and start this off? Now <laughs> while people, I'm going to cut my empty chair out so no one will know that I'm gone. <laughs> okay. Um, is it important to make your man feel like the man? Yes and no. Um, and the reason I say this is, so I was married before. Or actually, I've been married twice. My first marriage, it was me just young and dumb. And there's only one time I remember my first wife making me feel like the man. And even then, the only reason she did it, and I, I recognize it, I noticed it in the moment, and it didn't piss me off. So I didn't get to appreciate it. So the whole time we were married, I never felt, or she never made me feel like the man. <clears throat> and that was an issue with me because... I was a sex addict and my uh, drive was just basically to get that attaboy or that good boy or to get over a bad day or whatever. But for the most part, it was just getting that attention from a female. And so the one time that my first wife gave me that attention was because she noticed that there was a bunch of other girls um, basically kind of giving me the googly eye, giving me the, you know, the eye and like, Hey, you know, you want to do something kind of look. And these were girls. So I was in my early twenties back then. And these were girls that were 
related to her brother-in-law, her brother's in-law's family. So me doing anything with them, there would have been like no, whatever, no mixing of uh, blood or whatever. It's just been in-laws, in-laws, concuños is what we call it in Spanish, but um, basically your in-laws, in-laws family. And it was interesting to see her kind of come to me and make me feel like, oh, you know, this is my, like she's trying to mark her territory, putting her hands on me and all that other stuff. So I went along with it because, okay, fine. She's finally giving me what I want. But the reason that I cheated on her so much, or one of the reasons I cheated on my first wife so much was because she didn't make me feel like the man. She didn't make me feel like she appreciated me. And the other woman that did, okay, fine. You know, they appreciate me. I'll go ahead and give it, put it on them. So that was, so that's like an extreme version of why you should make your man feel like the man. Yeah. See, I totally agree with that too, because I also think that it's like, um, how do I put it? Uh, kind of just flipping it to the opposite sex, right? Like women, they want to be made to feel like princesses and shit like that. You know, like you got to put importance on making her feel wanted and sexy and all that stuff. And it's socially acceptable to say that, but I don't think it's really brought upon a lot that you're supposed to make your man feel like the man. You know what I mean? Where like he's he's big dog, you know what I'm saying? He could have a little three-incher in his pants, but he feels like he got the biggest dick that's ever been created. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that shit is, okay, we've got a special guest here who apparently cannot sit still. Sorry, I've been gone for the weekend, so he's been very love-deprived lately. Um, but I'm going to need to go go to bed. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> through me, y'all. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, there's a giant importance on making your man feel like the man, you know what I mean? Where, like, he feels like, uh, like how you said, you don't have to go outside of the boundaries of who you're already with because I already got somebody that makes me feel like, my shit don't stink. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of important because, you know, I know that we usually use it in a negative text, but ego is a very big thing for a man. You know what I mean? So if you can stroke his ego and you can keep his ego inflated, why would you kind of want him to get that from somewhere else? Because if you don't give it to him, my ego's got to be satisfied somehow. You know what I mean? Whether by, you know, some guys, they entertain other bitches. Some guys, you know, they uh, get it from the gym or where the fuck they get it from. And I remember the number one pushback I heard from that was, <laughs> Uh, it's not my job to make you feel like the man because that's supposed to be like self-confidence. And I was like, <clears throat> I understand the self-confidence part to an extent, but that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to make me feel like that. Because again, if you don't make me feel like the man, there are plenty of other people out here waiting to let me know I am the man. Oh no, totally agree. Um, and after the fact, after my ex-wife and I became cordial again, started talking, not like regularly, but uh, she's also a veteran, so we'd reach each other, happy Veterans Day, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, that kind of shit. And so mm-hmm. once we were back on, like, speaking terms, <clears throat> and I'd gone through um, therapy to, you know, realize what my addiction was and all this other crap, and having a conversation with her, she was like, the reason she didn't uh, boost my ego was I was already a cocky motherfucker to begin with. Like, I was, I am as cocky then as I am now, it's just... Um, I haven't really changed much other than just maturing in a sense. But her excuse was essentially that she didn't want to make my, my boost my ego or make my, give me a bigger head than I already had. And I was like, it's one thing for me to like, yeah, you boost my ego and make me get too cocky, but you giving me that attention would have focused my attention back on you. You know, you giving me, making me feel like I'm the man, like, oh, she makes me feel like I'm the man. She's boosting my ego. Let me show her why she should keep doing that. But she never did other than that one time. So, you know, that was just kind of 
um, not a bad example, but just um, a poorly, poorly done situation or poorly handled situation. And I, of course, the, the blame is also on me. It's not on entirely on her. I could have used my words and told her, hey, I would feel better. I would po pay attention to you. I will not cheat on you if you give me the attention that I need. But I didn't know how to put that into words. And even if I did, I would have had too much confidence or too much um, ego to even have that conversation with her in my 20s. See, I also think that is important, though, because you also do got to like, you do got to do shit for yourself to make you feel like the man. Like, I remember when I first bought like this pinky <clears> ring and shit like that. I literally just bought it because I was like, you know what? Like, I'm a fucking man. Start a business doing good for myself. You know what I mean? Holy shit. Why is that so loud? Um, yeah, I, I already felt like the man, like I said, doing this. And then just, uh, like I said, started a business. I was doing pretty good in life. Just bought a new truck. You know what I mean? And so I was just feeling myself. And I was like, man, you know, just like set this shit to the next level. Just give me a pinky ring. Like that's it. And I, I ain't gonna lie. I was gonna give me like a big ass, like gaudy one. But then I was like, maybe not that much, man. I was like, I was gonna think about finances here. <laughs> so let me get some, a little more practical. But that, I also kind of like this one though, because it's kind of like, I mean, one, it's Versace. And I have like a big Versace thing. So, like, because I got this, I got some Versace earrings. Uh, I got, like, a bunch of Versace shit. Anyway, uh, like, like I said, I just buy Versace, though, because, again, like, when I'm I'm doing a pretty good uh, pretty good in my life and I find something that I like and I'm doing well for myself, I kind of do it, like, as a reward system. That's why now, like, I, I really hardly ever go out. Like, I go out, like, if me or one of my one of my guys, like, we, we get a bonus in work or if we get, like, a raise or, like, you know, kind of, like, now to celebrate moments instead of just going out to go out type shit. And, you know, I know this is a lot more rewarding when I'm out there because it's not really about me trying to get drunk and find some pussy. It's like, no, like y'all are here for me. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all are just a benefactor of me being as awesome as I fucking am. And y'all are lucky to be in my presence type shit. And I also get that, um, that I'm too cocky. Man, I get that shit all the time because I get a compliment and then I just blow that. I'm like, of course, the fuck? Like, oh, you look so handsome today. I'm like, look handsome every fucking day. What you mean? Look at this shit. You ain't seen me, dog? And so then, you know, uh, especially my sister, she's like, you, she's like, I can't tell you shit. And she's like, you want to shut the hell up and you can't take no compliment. My way, man, cheers. Salute, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was laughing earlier when you were saying, um, oh, shit, I forgot what you said. Damn it. Um, it is so drunk. <laughs> but I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing. Oh, I do the same. Oh, well, there's a pinky ring. So I, I despise jewelry. I mean, I don't despise it. I'm... I've just never been a fan of it because it's like you got to keep track of it. You got to make sure you put it in a certain place every night or you're going to lose it. You know, you put it on. And then with my my background as being an electrician, you know, rings, especially gold rings, are not a good thing because uh, gold is the best conductor out there. So you're just making yourself yeah. a circuit. Um, so that was like one of the bigger reasons that I didn't ever get uh, jewelry. Even when I was married, I didn't wear my wedding ring because, you know, it was a hazard, a safety hazard. <clears throat> and it wasn't worth yeah. it for me or actually I had a cheap one and I'd take it off, put it on and always lose it. Cause I have to take it off for work, put it on when I got home. And you know, the first wife, she was okay with it. We, she eventually understood. Yeah. You know, it's not worth it because I'd always lose all these little $20 cheap stainless rings or whatever. But when you were talking about the pinky ring, as far as like a reward or like, you know, for, for accomplishing something, um, I'm actually in the process of getting a, a pinky ring made, but I'm a, I gotta be extra. So I'm gonna have two <laughs> pinky rings. And both of those motherfuckers are going to be an ounce and fucking gold is not cheap. So an ounce each plus having custom made, it's, it's going to be a pretty penny. But then I was yeah. like, you know what? Once I get to X level now, you're from Texas. I'm sure you've seen those, uh, 
state of Texas belt buckles that are probably like um, about the size of a dollar, you know, or about as wide as a dollar, or tall as maybe $2 bills, whatever. Um, yeah. So my game plan is once I get to X level, I'm going to get me a half pound belt buckle made out of gold, a Texas belt buckle. That motherfucker's yeah. going to be the size of a license plate. Fuck it, you know? Because I got to I got to show off. Yeah, yeah. Probably get mugged, but whatever. You know, at least I'll have some pictures. Of it. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. I actually. So that's what I was laughing. This, it's a big ass belt buckle like that, and it's a bucking bronco with a, with a cowboy on it. I said, "Oh yeah," I said, "I'm gonna be riding this thing." I said, I'm, <laughs> "I still got to get the belt buckle put on a belt." But it's, with the holidays and everything that just passed, it's been hard to do it right now with places being closed. But now it's open season. Yeah, but. I, I love shit like that. Like I said, out there is no wrong with rewarding yourself every now and again, especially like I said, if, if you deserve that, you can't just be rewarding yourself. Like I woke up today on time for work, time to go buy some shit. Like, you know what I mean? You gotta have some shit to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Well, cause I don't want fucking man, they want to like celebrate, like, I don't want to say dumb shit, but shit that's not really like a, a reward, you know, like reward worthy, I should say. Like, they'll be like, oh man, like, God, I'm trying to think of an example, like from my own graduating personal, kindergarten, like, like Oh my god! Like, shit. So, you know what I mean? Like, like that's that's like, oh. dumb shit. Like when I was not even growing up, it was when my kids were going to school, seeing them graduate. Oh, I'm graduating kindergarten. Like, bitch, you ain't graduating shit. You're just going to the first grade, and then graduating fifth grade, and graduating middle school. Like, you graduate high school, you graduate college. That's it. And everybody's got to do high school. So I'm only going to celebrate if you graduate college. Fuck you. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah, no, that's just funny though, man. But I, another reason I got the pinky ring, like, I don't know if a lot of people actually like notice this, like especially like when I drink and stuff like that. My pinky is actually broken, so it doesn't go straight. So I, I broke it when I was like sixteen, and that was like one of like my biggest like insecurities growing up is my pinky being broken. So like I said, when I want to reward myself, I was like, what can I do? And then I was, I, like I said, I always felt bad about my pinky being broken. I always thought like I don't know why people would, like look at it, especially because like I said, when I drink. I like curve it in like that because it doesn't like bend all the way down. So I, I just like take a sip like that. And man, my brother gives me so much shit when I drink anything. Like I'm drinking water and I got a glass and I'm like that. And he's like, look at this fancy motherfucker over here, pinkies up and shit like that. So I was like, well, if I got a pinky ring on it, they're not going to notice that I'm doing this fancy shit. They're just thinking like, oh, it's because the ring is on there. You know what I mean? So I just kind of got to stop really. And I had just got a new job and I got a raise. And like I said, yeah. business and stuff. So. Uh, to, to me, I thought I deserved a pick ring. No, <laughs> so no, no, I, I get I, it. I give me another one. I, I, um, I was trying to thought. Speaking of insecurities, like growing up, like mine, my biggest one is, um, so my ears, the top of my, well, one, my big ears are big to start, but the other one is like the tops of my ears, or at least like where they start or whatever, like for, uh, aligning mm-hmm. up, um, sideburns or whatever. I forget which side mm-hmm. now because it's been forever since so I give a shit. But in my early 20s, I think, one side is like two millimeters lower than the other. I mean, like if I stand up straight and look in the mirror, I can see that like, if I go right to the top and shave my, my sideburns, it'd be like, ah, shit, this one's lower. And I'm trying to adjust and make them right. Like, fuck it. Who cares? Nobody's going to pay attention that much. But the, um, the other thing that you were talking about the pinky when drinking. So there was an army game that we had that we couldn't put our drink down until it was empty. So if we had it, you know, we, I forgot, I forgot what the fucking rules were. I just know that whenever I drink, I always keep my pinky tucked underneath. So if I set it down, it's not touching the table until I'm finished with it. And that's just the force of habit. So I don't know if you saw earlier, but when I put it down, it was finally empty. That's why I like finished it. Cause I didn't want to have to hold it the whole time. Anyways. <laughs> 
No, yeah, but it's just like small little quirks. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, people are naturally insecure about certain things, you know what I mean? That's why I said, like, people want to get pumped up and going back again to wanting to be the man. You know, again, your girl should make you feel like, like, I'm Big Dick Johnny. Like, there's, there is not, nor will there ever be anybody better than me. You know what I mean? Not only in existence, but in your life. Like, especially for a partner, it's like, hey, I, I give you everything. I make you feel secure. I make you feel protected. I make you feel loved. Like, wh whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever things are on her box. Like you check all these things, and that was I think it's very important, like as a man, especially to be a well-rounded individual, to where you can be the man for your girl, and she sees you as the man, and treats you like the man. You know what I mean? That's why, like for for me, one of the anyway for me, one of the best things is like if I'm sitting down and uh, my my girl gets up to go give me something to drink, like she gets up and she's like, "You want something to drink?" Then, and then she'll just like go get me something. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to be like. Hey, can you go grab me something? She's just like, hey, let me bring you something to drink. Or like, uh, I know some women feel weird about it, but like the daddy thing, you know what I mean? Because like to me, that's just an ego stroke thing. And like, I, I really like that shit. So I guess I, I like to be called daddy and stuff like that, where they're like, oh, here you go, daddy, or whatever. But I know like some women feel weird about it, especially in public. But like I said, if if you that dude, they, they don't got a problem with it because they're like, mm -hmm. hey, he likes it. And I like making my man happy. So that's that's all I need to know. Yeah, the only women I've, I've had issue, or the only women I know that have usually had issues with calling me daddy, are the ones that had um, issues with their own fathers that they abused them in one way, shape, or form, and so mm -hmm. they can't say it because it reminds them of that. And that, okay, I'm cool with it. You know, we'll we'll figure something else out. You can call me sir, and they're okay with that too. So, sir, this, sir, that. But personally, I prefer daddy. Um, but going going back to like the original thing about the girl making you feel like the man and her comment saying, uh, it's not my job to boost your ego. And I get it. Like you said, I get it to an extent. It's not her job to get your confidence to the level where it should be, but it is her job to add to it. So, you know, you should be at eight, nine, 10, seven, whatever, but more than a five as far as your confidence goes. And she could just add to it to make it make her or her to make you want to focus your attention back to her because otherwise all it takes is for that one girl to give you the attention that you want or you're seeking for. And it, it kind of just falls back again to the whole, keep your balls empty and your belly full. And you know, both of those require attention. Both of those require her giving you boosting your ego because, you know, draining your balls or giving you something to eat isn't going to be something that she has to do. Someone else can do it for you, but her doing it for you is going to make her, you want to give your attention to her again. Yeah. It's like kind of becoming like, I think both of you to a certain extent should become like irreplaceable in, in a way, like in each other's lives. You know what I mean? Like to where, I mean, obviously either one of y'all are replaceable and I hate to use the word, I hate to use the word disposable, but honestly, I mean, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Because anybody's disposable in a relationship if they're not putting up what they're supposed to. And that's why I say you got to become sort of irreplaceable where she's like, if she literally thinks about like leaving you and stuff like that, it's like, oh my God, my situation would be infinitesimally worse without this person in my life. You know what I mean? That's why like, I know like some women, they're like, oh, you shouldn't baby him or you shouldn't mommy him where you're kind of just, I don't want to say doing everything for him, but like, uh, so I, I had my aunt visiting from Mexico. Right. And, uh, there are certain days that I come home from the week to come eat and stuff like that. I don't ever hear a fucking peep out of her. Like I said, I, I come home. I don't even really plan on eating anything. I just come home. I'm chilling and shit. And she's like, oh, let me cook you something to eat. 
I don't, I don't know you don't have to. She's like, no, yes, I do. She's like, you're working hard. You're out there. You're doing your thing. Let me hook you up with a plate. And I'm like, I, I always, I remember the first time I made the joke with my tia because she like offered to make me something to eat. And I was like, damn, tia, you made me want to marry an immigrant type shit. Because I'm like, because they know how to take care of their man. But, you know, I, I noticed that, especially like in uh, third world countries or places that are struggling more, they tend to be more feminine and they understand more what it takes to like keep a man and keep a man happy. And again, inflating his ego because they know that I'm out there all day battling and doing my shit. And maybe, you know, uh, maybe a supervisor disrespected me or I just feel like I'm not the man out there. So I, I want to come home and feel like the man, you know what I'm saying? I'm the breadwinner. I'm the provider. I'm that fucking dude in your life that you just want to, you know, for lack of a better term, spoil me, you know? And I'm, I'm also reciprocating that to her where it's like, Hey, you gonna feel like the most beautiful woman in the world. You ain't have to worry about no bills. You ain't got to pay for no when we go out. Like I'm, I'm that dude in every aspect of the word. And you sh should make me feel like that because I should make you feel loved, protected, cherished, all that good jazz. You know what I mean? That's why I said it's, it's kind of, uh, it's two, it's two sides of the same coin that should be reciprocated. Oh yeah, totally. Um, the, the thing, and one of the things that I like harp about on my podcast a lot is about relationships or when I talk about relationships is that it's not your job to make your partner happy. It's your job to add to their happiness. And it kind of goes to the same thing with making them feel like the man. It's, you know, it's, if you have someone who's mentally unstable that you're dating and they're just miserable, depressed, you know, and they're like that the whole time, then yeah, that's, that's hard to want to deal with because it is draining. But if they are in a healthy mental space where they seek therapy, they're dealing with therapy, they may not be fully happy, but they're working on it and you add to their happiness, that'll help them feel whole. And that'll help them feel like they're appreciated in the relationship. And that's like the whole basis, at least in my eyes, the way I understand successful relationships to be is that by adding to each other's happiness and making each other's life easier, that that makes a relationship just kind of be on cruise control most of the time. And the, the downside to that is you kind of get in, in that cruise control mode where you take things for granted, you don't appreciate things. And you just got to take time to show each other that you do appreciate each other going above and beyond every now and again, not every day, not every week, not every month, but every now and again, surprise your partner with something. Yeah. No. And like I said, it's not like a steady, like, uh, I mean, like I said, there are certain things that I think are kind of steady. Like I said, cause like, uh, for me, like cooking and cleaning is a big thing that I like, like in a partner and stuff like that. Cause like I said, especially like with my personal situation, just speaking, like I said, I work 14 to 15 hours some days. And then, like I said, I'm also dealing with clients and shit like that, you know, trying to get gigs to go do, you know, stuff or like cement block and stuff. So it's like, I'm spending a lot of time just out and doing shit. So I'm like the, something that I want that I don't think is too hard. If she does work a job, which like I said, uh, I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to afford enough to where, like I said, my, my girl won't have to work no more. Like I said, if she wanted to work it because she wanted to, not cause she has to type shit. So I want to do it to where like, Hey, if you want to work, you can work a couple hours or whatever the fuck you want to. But like, you know, your main job basically is like, you know, cook, clean, make sure the house is taken care of, take care of the kids, shit like that. I know that sounds fucking terrible because people hate when I say that, but that's actually a big ego boost. Like I said, knowing that I can come home, my shit is clean. I can come home and have a hot plate. All I got to do is eat, take a shower, relax, maybe do some shit around the house, you know, but for the most part, like I said, I know that 
the stuff that I can't take care of on a daily basis is already taken care of for me. Like you want somebody that's going to help elevate your life, not somebody that's going to make it more stressful. And like you come home, shit's all dirty, fucking sink full of dishes. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no food in the fucking house. You got a microwave, uh, you know, a goddamn, uh, what are they like a little hearty meal or some shit. Open up a, a can of chunky soup or something, you know, like don't, don't want to fucking feel like that. Man. It's like, I was doing this before you were here. Like, what the fuck are you here for now? And I notice with a lot of women, sometimes they think like, oh, well, I fuck you. And they think that like, that's enough. They're like, I mean, I fuck you. And I'm like, look, I'd rather jack off and be home alone than fucking just come home and you're here <laughs> sitting here pissing me off, not doing shit. Eating up my food, using my AC, fucking using up my cellular. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Not wanting to have to like pay the freight was a, was a, a saying my father said is that, uh, you know, you're paying the freight for somebody else and you're just basically paying for her to be with you until she moves on to the next guy, until she gets tired, until she moves on. Because, you know, at some point, if you're just paying for her way to, you know, her, her standard of living, she's going to find someone else that can do a little bit more for her. Even if it just means that she can get a pedicure instead of just a manicure or whatever it is, you know, she will essentially trade up if she doesn't have the values to want to take care of you and do for you because you're taking care of her. And that is a topic that we're going to kind of touch on, on my episode here shortly, whenever you come on to record with me, um, basically what you bring to the table. So look out for that episode coming soon with your boy. Yeah, Boogie. And, uh, yeah. And if y'all haven't actually checked out, Susie's are my favorite man. I listen to it. Uh, <laughs> the episodes drop. Is it Sunday night or Monday morning? Uh, Monday morning. So midnight Monday. So they drop midnight uh, Sunday for Monday Pacific. So if you're on the East Coast, by the time you wake up, it, it'll be there at three in the morning. So yeah, because like for me, it's all I got, as soon as I wake up, it's already on there, and I listen to it Monday morning on my way to work, and that's how I, like how I start my week off. And they're like just quick, like 15, 20 minute episodes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, if y'all want to check it out, some of them are a couple long, a uh, little bit longer. One of them I actually want to yeah. talk to you about was. Uh, what what's that movie that's coming out? If you want to promo it a little bit, because I know you keep. Oh yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. Thanatos. It's a web series, and mm. uh, it's funny. One of my fans was like, "Damn it, when'd you become a Thanatos TV uh, podcast?" I'm like, "Man, I really, I'm really excited for the thing." And they they booked themselves like back to back to back to back. I was like, "Damn it," but I didn't have any ideas to go with it. But it's about uh, a kind of like a romantic dramedy about BDSM and the way things kind of work, and it's probably the most accurately depicted one from what I can see. And hopefully by sometime this year, it'll be live right now. They're just doing kind of like screenings for it. So. Yeah. Cause I, was, I heard you talking about, I think it was like, yeah, I think like three or four episodes where you like, I think mm -hmm. like the producer, the director and one of the actresses on, right. So I'm like, mm -hmm. like in, in different, yeah. uh, in different yeah. episodes, but yeah, no, it was, it was super cool just to kind of like hear about the way you were describing it and stuff like that. So like, well, you're kind of interested in BDSM, and I'm not talking about like, um, cause I know most of the time when people think BDSM, they always think of that very famous movie that has 50 shades of, uh, we'll say purple. And you know, it's got 50 shades of uh, a color and they're like, oh, that's BDSM. Like that's hot. That's what BDSM is. And it's like, a lot of people don't actually understand that that's not what it is, especially in the like intricacies of it. You know what I mean? Like small little things. And the way that you guys describe Thanatos, it's more of like an, actual look into the BDC, BDSM community and sort of like how it's uh, growing, becoming, I, I don't want to say more mainstream because it is still kind of like a niche thing 
mm-hmm. least like as far as like uh, like just popularity in the in the like uh, the modern discourse. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people still kind of like they're into that shit, but they kind of keep it like under wraps. Because uh, oh, what's the thing I always hear is like, uh, oh, I don't want somebody to think I'm a freak. I want them to find out I'm a freak. Whereas like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Like having a open conversation about certain shit. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. I, I was having a conversation with somebody, and I was kind of like asking them like, hey, what what do you like? Like what helps you come? What do you think is like you know hot shit like that? And they're like, oh, I don't really want to tell you. I kind of just want you to find out. And, you know, I, I tend to notice that more like younger women because I, I think it's, they think it's like taboo. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to say like, I want you to spit in my mouth and slap my face. Like they, And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I going to find that out? You know, because then if I slap you in the face, spit in your mouth and you don't like that, then I'm going to look like an asshole. <laughs> oh, was, man. Yeah. That, yeah, that's one of those things that are like with just younger girls and most women for me under... 25. Yeah. Under 20, 20, 18 to 25, they're great to look at for the most part. Most of them, they're hot, they're attractive, they're in shape. Everything's still tight. Gravity hasn't affected them yet, but, um, mentally they're just like not there. And it's, it's, it's a lot of work to just have to deal with them. So I generally avoid women under 25. Um, rarely is there anyone that's any one of them that have just, anything to talk about besides reality TV and YouTube or TikTok stars or whatever. Like they just don't have a sense of the world and have no idea what to talk about other than either themselves looks or like I said, reality stuff. And like I said, they're fun to look at, fun to play with. But at the same time, if they're not going to communicate with you and tell you what they like, you know, it's just a waste of time. I'm not going to spend months trying to figure out what you like in bed because you're not spending those whole four months hooking up with them. You're spending those four months getting to know them, finding out what they like outside of the bedroom, going on dates, doing this, that, and the other. And then, you know, two, three hours, Friday night, two, three hours, Saturday night, two, three hours, Sunday night, you get to hook up with them. But, you know, for the rest of the week, you know, you're not, you're not getting to know what they like in the bedroom. And that's an, that's a reason that it's important to have those conversations, especially with, with kinksters, so that way you're not wasting time getting to know someone that's not going to be in the same things as you, or it's not going to want to do the things you like, or you're not willing to do the things that they like. Um, if some girl wants me to squeak like a dolphin, like, you know, I'm down for that. I can't make those sounds. So I'll get a recording and play them for you if that helps. But, um, yeah, you know, if, if that doesn't work for you, then let's just, let's cut our losses right now. And a lot of times it's, it's just amicable. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't work, but I got a homeboy He's got a high pitched voice and he can do that for you. So if you want to talk to him and get to know him, Hey, here you go. Or she'll tell me, you know, that she's got a friend, female, whatever that's into some of the things that I like. And so it's not so, there's not that animosity or that, Oh, well, fuck you then. You know, I didn't even like you anyways. Like there's, there's very little of those situations other than like the high school clickishness, but that's more of within the community rather than getting to know someone. Yeah. Cause see like, there's like certain women, especially like that they'll talk with like, they'll talk more with their friends about what they like sexually. And I'm like, well, listen, you're not trying to, at least I don't think you're not trying to fuck your friend. You know what I mean? Like your friend's not going to be the one fucking you. Like I don't, to, to me personally, I don't see the big deal in sharing like what we find hot. Like what, what do we like? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we like? Like, uh, yeah, I'll top of my head right here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do, uh, like, do you like getting your toes sucked? Do you like getting like, uh, like, uh, you know, tied up? Do you like it like when somebody kind of like manhandles you? Do you want something a little bit softer? 
you know, it's kind of like, and it's also like, don't turn this shit into an interrogation, man, where you're there with like a fucking checklist and a notepad and you're like, all right, well, how do we feel about toe sucking? Like, no, I'll, you know what I mean? Like you make it kind of like a, a game or whatever, or sort of like a, uh, like, oh, do you like that type shit? And also, you know, kind of start small and then sort of just get to ramping it up, kind of. So like for like you guys in the kink community and stuff like that, I know it's a lot more about like trust and communication. So y'all a little bit more like upfront with it. Or is it more so kind of like also like when you're just dating, say like a, uh, for lack of a better term, a normie, you know what I mean? Where they're not as in the community, but you still kind of um, want to broach that subject. So yeah, a lot of times, like, like you said earlier about, you know, wanting to not seem or to seem normal and not seem like a freak and have people find out about it. It's not something that we wear a badge. Hey, I'm a kinkster. Ask me about it. It's one of those things that you kind of, you dance around the subject until it comes up that you want to talk about. And then once you find out that the other person is a kinkster, then, okay, now we can talk like the, like the floodgates open, but usually it's still that dancing around that the vanillas usually do that is kind of like, okay, well, let's just see. And like, one of the things I'll do is I'll try to have dates that are outdoors and try to walk past a park or walk around somewhere that's kind of public. And, um, you know, what I'll do is, you know, walking next to her, talking to her and we're by a park bench or we're over near a railing or anything. I was like, Hey, that, that railing doesn't look like it'll hurt. You ever been bent over one and just kind of like, just throw it out there casually while having a conversation that, you know, you ever been bent over a rail in public during the day and, you know, gauge her reaction. And usually <coughs> having that kind of conversation or just that question will open up. Oh yeah, no, well I've done this and I've done that. And I'm like, ah, okay. So you are into that. And then it's easier to talk about because then they realize the way I bring it up is it's not a code or anything. It's just that they realize that I'm not going to judge them for it. And I think that's the biggest reason that you don't, you're not able to get those questions because women still have the stigma or worry of being considered or called a slut. And I think it's becoming less and less these days that it's as much of an issue, but by and large, women generally don't want to be thought of or considered or called a slut outside of the bedroom or wherever you decide to play with them at. Yeah. See, I also think that another important thing is, uh, like, so for me, right, I, okay, how, how do I put this? I don't want to know about a woman's sexual past as far as, like, because, again, I do want to know things that she finds hot and things that she likes sexually, but I'm saying I don't need, like, a, um, oh, yeah, me and my ex used to. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about that. I do not want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, to, to me, because I'm not, I'm also not going to be, like, oh, yeah, I ate fucking, you know, ex-girls ass, like, you know what I'm saying, like a month ago type shit. I, you, you know what I mean? I think that that's a sort of respect thing, because I don't know why. Um, I remember one time I was having a conversation with a chick, and she just sort of kind of like casually brought up something with her ex, and I was like, listen, I'm not under the impression that you're a virgin, and, you know, I don't think that I met you, like, you know, at church and shit like that, but at the same time, I think that there's a respect level that you should have for me to know that, like, I do not want to hear about that whole ass shit. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I kind of want to know, how do you approach it? Because I'm very direct. So I'm just like, hey, uh, I, I kind of cut it out right then and there. After she finishes her sentence, I'm like, don't want to hear about that shit. I'd appreciate it if you didn't bring it up no more. Um, <clears throat> I think it's more of an age thing. I think most women over 30 know not to talk about their ex. Um. And so it, it's rarely an issue with me, but even if it does come up and 
This isn't about me being cocky or me being badass or anything. It's just me having been a sex addict. I've ran through more women any given month in my twenties than most guys do in their life. Just, just as, as a point of reference. So even if a woman told me, yeah, I've been with a hundred guys, I'm like, that's like two, maybe three months, like, or, you know, slow year or, you know, two, whatever, you know, however I want to do the math. And so to me, it doesn't bother me what they say about an ex or how many they've been with or any of that. What I care more about is who they are now. But if it becomes an issue where they're constantly talking about their ex, I'm like, look, you're here with me. If you love your ex that much, go back to him. Like, don't waste my time. I'm not going to sit around here and wait for you to like finally decide, oh, you know what? I really love him or I think we should give it another try. Well, fuck off. Go do that. But don't waste my time. So I think that is a different way of handling it just because the, the way it comes up to me or the way that issue comes up is different. It's not that they talk about their ex and the stuff that they like to do. It's more of if it comes up, it's usually because they still, they're still hung up on them, not that they're bringing up the things they like to do in bed. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely context matters a lot and stuff like that. I just kind of wonder because, like, there's certain shit that, like, I just, um, I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't allow, but like, I don't, I don't like, and I kind of don't allow it really because it's like for me that's like a, um, that's a boundary, you know what I'm saying? That I'm that I'm setting and that I don't want. Because like another one that some women find weird, like, if I I, I don't like when. Uh, like I said, when a woman brings up her, like her, uh, sexual past, cause I'm just like, listen, man, like I'm not here to compare war stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck also because how easy it is for women to get sex. It's like, this is not impressive to me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like you showed up somewhere and somebody wanted to fuck you. Like that was basically the end of your work. Whereas in like, you know, for like guys, I'm not saying it's a lot harder, but there is a bit more skill and work involved in getting laid, you know? So it's like, I, I don't care about your quote unquote conquest. Hang on. Ah. So, I mean, that kind of just kind of all circles back to being the man or being treated as a man by your woman in that she would respect you enough to know what you like or don't like. And so by her knowing, okay, he doesn't like me talking about my ex. I can talk about things I like to do in bed. As long as I don't say, oh, I like it when Tyrone did X, Y, and Z to me versus saying, you yeah. know what? I really like X, Y, and Z and sometimes Q, right? I think that's a better way of presenting it. And once he realizes that, that's showing her, that's her showing that she has respect for you to make you feel like a man or boost your ego, telling you that, hey, I want you to do this to me versus explaining it as this is what I used to do with someone else or this is what I've done before and I want to do it again, as opposed to saying that, you know what, daddy, I want you to do X, Y, and Z to me. So. Yeah, because I'm not going to ask questions, you know what I'm saying? Because that's another thing, too. I'm not telling you not to tell me this, and then I bring up a question like it's a trap. Like, no, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I think that there's ways to bring up really just anything, you know what I mean? Because, again, you don't have to put stuff in context. Because, like, let's say if I took a trip with my ex, right? I'm not, if she asked me, like, oh, have you ever been anywhere out the country? I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, me and my ex went to X location. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, last year I went to wherever the fuck I went to. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, oh, did you go by yourself? I'm like, I just went with some friends or some shit. You know, like you blow it off because it's like, I know that's going to upset you. You know what I mean? And so I just kind of think, again, it's about context and sort of just kind of having the wherewithal to sort of be like, like to navigate the situation. But it always throws me off when women do it, though, because it's like, I just think naturally women are more, uh, 
like socially aware. They're more socially attuned with like social cues and shit like that. So when like a woman kind of doesn't pick up on that, I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, where did, where did, and, and it makes me think that it, I hate to say it like that, but like if your ex allows certain type of shit, you tend to kind of talk reckless because nobody really kind of corrected you on like the way you speak or the way that you do certain things. And I mean, women hate when I say that when it's like, oh, I, I just want to correct that behavior because they're like, oh, I'm not a dog. I'm not a child. Like you saying correct my behavior is, is bad. And I'm like, well, again, I'm like, I, I'm not trying to say it like that because you're not a dog. And I'm like, but at the same time, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to subconsciously get you to get that shit out of your fucking, uh, like, like get you to stop talking like that. Get that out of your mind frame. So, so change it from correct your behavior to these are my boundaries. And it's more of a leftist hippie, whatever term, but respect my boundaries works a lot better than I want you to behave this way, or I want to correct your behavior. And again, it's, it's just one kind of one of those things that you're going to get the same end result, but depending on how you say it to someone else is going to, whether they're going to push back, like, Oh no, that makes sense. Or, well, fuck you then. You know, that that's, that's kind of like, you know, you're, you're, not causing drama. You're just kind of like unintentionally starting a fight or, or kind of starting beef or sowing a seed of resentment, just, you know, whatever type of thing. But that's why I love joking around that you're like this 15 year younger version of me, because I would say the same, fuck you. I don't give a shit. You're going to do what I say or not. I'll find someone else. Right. Like that's the attitude. Yeah. But you realize when you get older, you wasted a lot of, or not wasted. You spent a lot of time with girl a and to throw that away, you know, every three months because, you know, she just doesn't behave the way you want her to. But if you say, hey, respect my boundaries, you know, do this because I want you to. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, then you can get like another three months with her. And so then you get more time with them. Like, oh, well, shit. She realizes she's invested this much time with you. Okay, let me do whatever he wants. Let me behave the way he wants. Let me um, respect his boundaries. So that would we end up in a relationship or that he'll make me his girl, his wife or whatever. Um, so yeah, just kind of just tweak that a little bit. And I know it's hard to change or make new habits, but you know, just give it a try, try it for a month with whatever new thing you've got going on right now. See, Cause that's my problem is my vernacular. Cause you know, I'm unapologetically myself. So sometimes oh, no, I, I get it. Be wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it should be wild sometimes. I remember one time I was kind of just having a casual conversation and it sort of just came up. Where I accidentally said, and I don't think these were my words, but this is what was told that I that my exact words were. I said, a lot of women are like children, you know what I'm saying? You got to just train them how you want them to be. And I remember that was taken out of context and uh, somebody got upset that I said that. And they were like, you just think that you can train fucking women? And I'm like, I mean, yeah. I was like, listen, you want to break it down? Yes. I said, women and children have a lot of commonalities. I was like especially when it comes to like dating and raising a child, there's a lot of similarities. You know what I mean? That kid does whatever the fuck it wants to until it's corrected otherwise. And it's kind of like the same way, like I said, when you're dealing with women, unfortunately for them, it is a terrible vernacular, but there's a lot of shit, a lot of bad habits that some women tend to pick up that you have to sort of train out of them because you don't like that shit. No, just um, things being taken out. And I wasn't even taking it out of context. I I know I said it. I fucked it up. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I was seeing sweet young thing coming over to see me. She'd come see me, you know, a few times a week. 
And this was when I, after I moved to Reno, and I had a flight to go back to Texas because I didn't go, you know, play with some other friends. And, you know, she came over, she knew I was going to go to the airport and she came over, but she was to be over at like 10 in the morning because I was going to go to the airport at, at one or I had to be at the airport by 12. And so, cause my flight was at one or something like that. So I figured, okay, she gets here at 10. I have an hour to play with her hour and a half and she's going to drop me off. Well, she got there like at right at 1130. Like, man, that's fucking short time, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of complaining about it. And in my head, I thought, eh, fuck it. Let's get it over with. Well, I said it out loud. <laughs> And she was like, fuck it, let's go, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, man, I did That's not funny. mean to let that slip. But now it's an inside joke, and now we just throw whatever. Just say, yeah, let's get, let's get over with. So even though we're talking about, you know, hooking up and having sex, it was just kind of funny that, you know, I, I gave zero fucks and said whatever I wanted, and it still worked out. So, yeah. You know, funny enough, actually, I was having a conversation like this with my sister earlier, right? talking about dudes being unapologetically themselves and sort of giving that confidence of like, listen, I'm me. You can fucking take it or leave it, but I'm always going to be me. And if you don't like it, you get the fuck out of my life. Because talking to my sister, um, we were sort of talking about uh, someone in her past and how he used to act a certain way with her and he would act a different way with his friends. And I'm like, see, <coughs> I'm like, Cause, uh, it, it's funny. Cause she's like, man, she's like, I think with his friends, he talks a lot more like you, but then when he's with me, he's like, oh, sweet. He wants to be all laid up and shit like that. He wants to do whatever I want. And I'm like, listen, man, there's a certain thing that comes with my type of lifestyle. If you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk, especially like I said, on the podcast, man. Cause I'm like, listen, I say shit that I do all the fucking time. You know what I mean? And it's out there on the internet. I can't be talking about this shit. Like, you know, on a, on an episode with you. And then I go out there and I'm the world's biggest fucking simp. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like. You got to be congruent with what you're saying. And I noticed that women find congruency especially attractive because she was like, honestly, if he would just be him, that would be more attractive than anything else. And she's like, but now that I think that he's a wishy-washy motherfucker, she's like, that shit is unattractive as fuck. And I'm like, yeah, man. And I was like, and I think that sometimes that's why like certain dudes, they don't want to bring a chick around their friends. But I think it's because they be talking big shit around their friends. Like, oh, yeah, man, I do whatever the fuck I want. They're like, yeah, she just come over. I get my dick sucked. And then she fucking bounces out. And then she shows up, and you all lovey-dovey all up on her tip. And it's like, what this motherfucker just talking about? I got these hoes on their knees type shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why if you want to be the man, though, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to hold yourself to acting like that. And you have to follow through with what you say. Because I know that's another thing, especially. Women will take you on your word. And, uh, you know, my dad always told me, as a man, you have very few things in this world. And the main one that you have is your word. If you say you're going to do something, you do it, or you shut the fuck up. Like, you don't talk about something you're not going to do, because then you look like a fool. And I've never wanted to look like a fool, which is why, I'm, like I said, I'm always myself. Anybody catch me on this podcast, you catch me outside, I'm the exact same way. I say the same shit. I don't, I don't care. And I think that women naturally find that, that confidence just attractive, you know what I mean? Because they're like, hey, at least I know this is the motherfucker I'm getting with. He's the same everywhere he goes. And now I can choose to be with that person or I can choose not to be with that person. But at least I know the person I'm getting. No, oh, yeah, that's, um, it's, it's a word. So I have a, a fan that was, and, and he knew me in person too. So, it, well, I guess he was an acquaintance and then a fan, however you want to phrase it. But uh, he was just surprised because he'd seen me the way I was out in person. And 
what was it? One of my episodes, uh, probably March, March, April ish, right before summer where I said something about, yeah, you just, you know, you can say whatever you want to a woman as long as you stand up to it, as long as you you stand behind it. Um, You can make some kind of sexual innuendo, any type of joke, whatever dirty thing you want to say, but don't second guess yourself and back out of it. Like, oh, well, I didn't mean it like that, blah, blah, blah. Because then she's going to take it, oh, well, then how did he mean it? And it's going to be a whole mess of things. But if you just stay and stand by it, you can either play the fool, oh, shit, I didn't mean it that way. You know, if, if it comes up later in HR, or if it comes up later, like, well, were you serious about that? Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to fuck your brains out. Like, oh, okay then. You know, so it can work with you either way, but you have to stand by it until it's brought up later. And he was just surprised. Like, man, I, how do you get away with shit? How do you get away with all the shit that you say? It's not that I'm getting away with it. It's that I'm not, I'm not overthinking what I say and letting it dictate how I'm going to react to things. I'm going to react to things as they come not anticipating or having any type of anxiety of how someone else might take things. Yeah. See, uh, I saw this video, right. <clears throat> where this guy, he's doing like street interviews or whatever the fuck out here. And, uh, you know, Washington street, right? Like the mm-hmm. street with all the bars and shit like that. Mm-hmm. If y'all ain't from Houston, it's a street, got a bunch of bars on it, whatever the fuck. Anyway, imagine like a poor man's sixth street. So it's kind of like that. And, um, he's doing like street interviews or whatever. Right. And this guy comes up to him. He's like, Hey man, I watch all your videos how do you just like talk to these bitches? And he's just like, listen, man, you can say whatever the fuck you want to these hoes. He's like, it literally don't matter. They gonna bite or they gonna move on. And then, uh, funny, I was watching this video. I actually know the guy he was talking to, like, like not the dude doing the interviews, but the guy that was asking the question. And I sent him a text. I said, I should put a disclaimer on that. I was like, you can say whatever you want to any woman. I said, but you got to stand on that shit. I said, you can't just say something outlandish. And then when she questions you on it, you're like, oh, well, I I was just making a joke. Or like, you know, you start getting timid all of a sudden. If you say that shit with your chest and you back it up, they're like, oh, okay. Like, he says what the fuck he means. I like that type shit. And like I said, it's like you said, man, you got to just stand on what you say. Because if if you back down, then she's like, oh, he's a pussy. He doesn't, he just says whatever the fuck he thinks is going to look cool in front of his friends. And then when the pressure comes, he's going to back down. You know what I mean? No, totally. Yeah, I don't think you should back down from anything, man. Whether a conversation or, like, somebody coming up to you. I've never been a, a big person to back down from anything. Like I said, if I say something, I stand ten toes down on it. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I, I said it. It is what it is. And it, that that's that's what it is. Like, I, I just, I got to live with it. You know what I mean? Because, um, funny enough, I remember one time I went out with my sister and her friends. And, uh, you know, there's always that guy who's, like, super drunk, got a bottle. He's just like pouring shots in girls' mouths and shit like that. Well, my sister was super drunk, so I'm taking care of her and her friends or whatever the fuck, just chilling. And uh, this guy comes up, offers them a bottle, and uh, my my sister takes some, and a couple of her friends take some or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They take a shot. So he comes back later. He comes back later. They're obviously ignoring him or whatever. And I'm the only dude there, and he's kind of being a bugaboo or whatever. So I'm like, hey, dog, like uh, I think I think they're good. And so like he takes his hand in my face, and he's like, and I'm like, hey, bro. Move the fuck around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm like, hey, man, move the fuck around. I just told you they're good. And so, like, I I move him out the way. Turns out this guy's a friend of the DJ or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? So security comes and talks to me. They're like, dude, we got a problem. I said, I don't have a problem because they don't know I'm sober, right? I haven't been drinking all night because I'm driving. So I'm like, I don't have a problem. I was like, "Uh, he's offering them a drink. They said they didn't want no drink. They're ignoring him. 
he's being a bother. And they're like, well, he's a friend of the DJ. So if we see y'all get into it again, like I'm letting you know, you and all your friends, y'all got to get the fuck out. I said, I don't got no problem. I was like, watch, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to be chill. Anyway, dude comes back again trying to give them fucking shots. And then I just kind of put my hand on his chest and I'm like, bro, I'm going to ask you one last time. I'm like, please leave us the fuck alone. Like, just stay the fuck away from us. I don't want no problems, dog. And I was like, but if you want a problem, I said, I only have solutions. I have zero problems. I have many solutions. And then he's like, uh, he doesn't say shit. Security comes and like just picks his ass up and takes him outside. And then the, the manager came and apologized to me. She's like, hey, I heard what happened. I'm so sorry. We saw what happened or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm sorry that we even came to talk to you in the first place. We didn't know what was happening. It's just that he's a friend of the DJ. The DJ pointed him out. So we just kind of went to go help him or whatever. I said, listen, man, I I'm cool as fuck, but I'm never going to stand down from nobody. If he wanted to keep coming over here and having problems, like I said, I got zero problems. I got many solutions to any problem that, that occurs and arises. But that's also why I told my sister, I got to stop going out with her and her friends. Because I was like, listen, y'all are terrible backup. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm the only guy here. I'm like, I'm going to get my ass whooped by seven dudes. I mean, I she's like, your sister, and I get it. But like for me, it's it's just like bringing sand to the beach, and in, in, in that case, it's more like bringing rocks because you're just fucking bringing problems, not you know, you know, sand at the very least might make you give uh, what is it? Um, sand uh, at least blend in at the beach. Shit. Well, yeah, no, hurts. but I was saying like if you bring another woman, just just a random female friend, um, yeah. uh, social uh, not cues, social. Uh, where the women, other women will see that you got a woman with you. It's like, oh, hey, this guy's interesting because he has a woman around him. Yeah. That that thing. And, of course, they probably think the same way, same thing when, you know, your sister's there. But when it comes up, oh, yeah, she's my sister. It's like, oh, yeah, well, she's with them anyways. So, you know, it, it's like bringing a rock to the beach because, you know, oh, well, whatever. That's just his sister. He doesn't have game. Then you got then you kind of yeah. got to overcome that hill. But it, it still works to your benefit if you've got the game to overcome that boundary, overcome that, that hill for them, like, Oh, well, Hey, you know what? He's, he's got his sister. He's taking care of her and he's got game. Okay, fine. But you know, you're, 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 you've got a wall to begin with once they hear that. So, you know, going out with your sister is just fucking take her to dinner or go to a fucking See, Hooters look, or something. That's why I tell my sister. I'm like, look, bro. I was like, you don't understand what I sacrifice when I come out with you. And she's like, what you mean? I said, I'm not getting no women all night. Like I'm not getting any. And she's like, what you mean? I said, one, I'm taking care of you. So that's my first priority is making sure that you're safe. I was like, so that's off like rip that uh, everything else becomes a, a secondary. I was like, because you're my first priority. I was like, second, women ain't going to want to talk to me because they're going to be like, oh, who's that chick you over there with? And like you said, as soon as I say, oh, no, that's my sister. They like, oh, he ain't got no game. Because at least if you like, oh, no, that's just like, uh, like if you like, because I, I have been out with women that I've been sleeping with before. Right. And I, I've hit on other women and shit like that. And they find that attractive. But when you're there with your sister or like a cousin or some shit like that, they see through it. They're like, oh, okay, he ain't got no game. He, he just here on some chaperone type shit. And they don't find that attractive whatsoever. So, it, yeah, it's definitely a problem. But that's why I told my sister, I was like, I got to stop going out with you and your friends because it, I, if, when I do that, I know that I'm not getting no play on life. Because, again, I, I got to be on your ass. I got to make sure dudes ain't bothering y'all. I got to be on my best shit. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, I had to stop going out with my sister like that. But uh, that's why I'm a big proponent. I tell dudes all the time. I'm like, because they'll be like, oh, I'm going out with my friend. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. And they're like, yeah, her name is XYZ. And I'm like, why the fuck you going to the club with a bitch? And they're like, 
oh no, it's my friend. She's just cool. I said, no, you're trying to fuck her and she won't let you fuck her. So now you're going to look like boo the fool when you take, when you show up with a girl and then that girl's hidden on another dude, you know what I'm saying? And then you just standing there looking like a fool holding your drink at her fucking Cosmo and women looking at you like, oh, he, he ain't no viable partner. He's fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that was a, um, <clears throat> wasn't a harsh lesson because, uh, so I, I used to work at a structure, which is now express men, but actually started as express men in the first place. Um, anyways, so back in the late nineties, I worked at the mall, worked at structure and funny enough, it, I was like one of two guys that worked at structure. All the rest were women. It was my managers were women. I had like two other women, um, associates or whatever. And so Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, we'd go to the club cause we'd close at nine, nine 30. We're out of there. Go you know, to one of our houses, get ready, get dressed, and then go to the club. And fuck, I don't even know if any of these are still open. This is how old I am. Fucking Roxy, Coco Loco, Blue Planet, T-Town 2000. Um, so this was back on the Richmond Strip, back when the Richmond Strip was a place to go, not not Washington. But, you know, I'd go out with them, and they'd, you know, I'd walk in with three to six different, you know, hot females next to me on my arm or whatever. So I looked like the man walking in. All these guys are coming to me, hey, where'd you get all these hoes from? Blah, 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 blah. Girls would kind of come up and kind of like peek around. And this is where I realized that I was bringing sand to the beach and fucking things up because they were coming there as coworkers, as friends. Not that I was trying to hook up with them. They were attractive, but I'm always been the type of guy that I don't shit where I eat. So I would flirt with them at work or whatever, but it wasn't anything that, oh yeah, I'm going to go take it to the next level and try to hook up with them. It wasn't until a separate time that I went to the club with my male friends and they happened to be there. They saw me and they saw me with other girls. And then there was kind of like, Oh, Hey, these girls want him. Well, maybe now I should pay attention to him. Like that type of uh, social psychological reaction that they had, but it was, it took me probably about two months. Yeah. It was cool walking with all these women and then kind of like leaning on me and like being flirty or whatever. But like you said, they were flirty with me, but they were flirty with all the other guys or getting drinks from all these other guys and then it was later that I realized as a big picture, the women would see me as not a viable candidate because, you know, these women weren't paying attention just to me. They were paying attention to whoever was buying them drinks. And not that it mattered because I was getting mine from AOL. So whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, man. It's just, it's, yeah. God damn it. How do I explain? Because don't get me wrong. Uh, whenever I'm seen out at the club and I'm with my sister and her friends, all the dudes are like, oh, that's the fucking man. They're like, holy shit. And they, they want to come talk to me and bother me and shit like that, which I hate drunk dudes coming up to me because I'm like, already, I'm like, you're not a chick. Like, why are you talking to me, dog? And they'll be like, oh, man. Like, I remember one time, man, the funniest shit that ever happened. And this will be the, the last story real quick. So I'm, I'm chilling. I'm there with my sister and like three of her friends, right? And they're, they're young dude for women, all of them. So I'm hanging out. And then all of a sudden, this dude comes up to me. And he's like, hey, man. Which one of these bitches are yours? And I'm like, and I just look at him and I'm like, they're my sisters. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to leave now. And he just like walked away. And he came back to me like three times, uh, like three more times during the night. And he's like, man, I just, I just want to say, I'm so sorry, dude. I did not know those were your sisters. And I was like, listen, man, even if they weren't my sisters, I said, what if these are all my hoes? You just disrespect me like that in front of my women. And then he was like, I'm just gonna go home now, man. <laughs> I was like, all right. And like that was his like, I'm gonna go home now. And he just like walked the fuck. And I, I saw him like leave out the club. I don't know if he actually went home, but he just like walked out that club. And I was like, 
who the fuck was that? Oh, man. But some dudes be stupid, man, when they get getting drunk. And I'm like, what the fuck was that, man? But I just thought that shit was the funniest. But again, everybody wants to feel like the man. And that's why I think it's imperative. It's Honestly, it's your job as a woman. You should make your man feel like the man. Because if he feels like the man, he's going to want to take care of you and keep you around and shit like that. Because again, who doesn't want somebody that's there with them that makes them feel like the shit? I feel like there should be some type of not disclaimer or caveat, but kind of like make him feel like more of a man. Because again, it kind of goes back to that. Yeah. You can't make your partner happy, but you should add to their happiness. So kind of like on the same line of that, of you should make him feel more of a man or, you know, more confident, not because I think the way I think the problem is that they hear it as it's her job to entirely make him feel like a man versus adding to him feeling like this. So maybe figure out a way to tweak it and make that the title. I don't know, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Make yourself feel like a man. And then she makes you feel like the man. Something like that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, 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 yeah. you're in charge of making yourself feel like a man. Oh yeah. Entirely. She makes you feel like the man. That's, that's what you want right there. Man. And with that, we're going to wrap this episode up for the week. Guy, I appreciate it. as always, brother. Go ahead and shout your social media out one more time. That way people know where to find you. Yeah, you can find me easily at sucias.xyz, S-U-C-I-A-S dot X-Y-Z. That's uh, my website. You can basically, it's a landing page. You can find my Reddit, TikTok, Instagram. You can text me. You can email me. Come at me if you don't agree with anything I said. Or if you have any podcast ideas, or even if you have relationship problems, problems trying to get it in with a woman or a guy, whatever, I can help you guys help, or, and ladies get through that. So. Yeah, guys, make sure you like, share, follow all that good jazz. Cement Block underscore productions is the uh, Instagram. You can find us, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts, uh, YouTube also. And uh, thank you guys so much for coming and make sure to look out for me on Sucias Are My Favorite. Or if you're here from Sucias Are My Favorite, thanks for stopping by, man. Guy, a pleasure as always, brother. Now, let's go see what's happening on Sucias Are My Favorite.